What Australia's vote augurs, Colombia's electoral earthquake on Sunday, and strategic ambiguity towards Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Episode 7 of the Early Warning Podcast, which brings you these three issues affecting the calculus of global security, geoeconomics, or military conflict for May 26, 2022. I'm Wynne Trevetta II, the Global Intelligencer. Thank you for being with me for this News Digest. Don't miss an episode and gain situational awareness. Subscribe to the Global Intelligencer at globalintelligencer.substack.com. Visit Episode 7 for all the links to the news sources found in these articles at bit.ly slash gid007a. Our first issue today, what Australia's vote augurs. On May 21st, the Australia Labour Party, AOP, defeated the unpopular and controversial incumbent Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, with less than a third of the vote, the weakest result of any government in the country's history. Indeed, clearly, the larger parties were out of favor, as independents and smaller parties curried more favor as the electric endorsed more environmental friendliness, like renewable energy. Foreign relations, especially with China, were a part of the electoral mix as well. While often incumbent Morrison's stridency about China, which Beijing promptly punished Canberra for in its trade, caused many Australians of Chinese descent to embrace other parties. The China question still needs answering. The China question. Will Australia act resolutely to counter China and Asia or be sidelined? Perhaps Prime Minister Albanese will adopt a softer tone toward China while still working to counter Beijing's moves. The China-Solomon Islands Security Pact from April brings security assistance, quote-unquote, and dual-use infrastructure building from Beijing to Australia's doorstep. Read more about that pact in our previous episode, episode 6 at bit.ly slash gid006a. His electoral victory secured, Albanese and his foreign minister, Penny Wong, departed almost immediately for the meeting in Tokyo with Quad partners the U.S., India, and Japan. China has so far extended an olive branch to the new prime minister, but Australia is under no illusions, softer tone or not, from the labor leader. In the campaign, Albanese was accused of being soft on China. In his three-year term, Beijing will test Albanese's resolve. Caught between better trade relations with its number one partner and remaining faithful to its quad partners, Canberra has no choice but answer the China question with firm countermeasures against Beijing for the sake of Australia and the Indo-Pacific community. Second, Colombia's electoral earthquake on Sunday? This Sunday, May 29th, Colombians go to the polls to elect a new president. Polls show former M-19 guerrilla Gustavo Petro 
will win handily in rounds one and two, the first leftist government in Colombia ever. His promises are the same of most Latin American leftist groups in their electoral campaigns to gain power, food, justice, and opening up the treasury. Quote, what we offer is a different way to perceive Colombia, unquote, Petro said in an hour-long address. Quote, we want a country where the state provides fundamental rights like education and health and can finance them because there is a productive economy, unquote. The Venezuelans who fled the Chavez-Maduro regime must have a feeling of déjà vu. The establishment of Colombia tried every trick in the book to disqualify Petro for public office, but failed. His victory would be an electoral earthquake, winning for the left what it could never do on the battlefield. The most infamous leftist rebel group in Colombia, the FARC, a narco-terror band, waged war against the Colombian state and murdered hundreds of thousands aided and abetted by Cuba and Venezuela. This does not mean the governments in Bogota had clean hands. War is not clean, and there were excesses on both sides. In October 2016, 50.2% of Colombians rejected the flawed and unjust peace treaty with the FARC to end Latin America's longest guerrilla war. Over 50 years long. Just five years later, enough of the public seems poised to embrace the left. Colombia is the region's longest-lasting democracy, and albeit not perfect by any means. In some, Venezuela was once a thriving middle-class country, democratic, and Latin America, too. No more. If Gustavo Petro wins, Colombia will follow a similar track. Third, strategic ambiguity towards Taiwan. Again, President Joseph Biden pledged the U.S. would defend Taiwan against an attack from mainland China in a press conference with Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida on May 23rd. He made a similar comment back in October 2021. Both times, White House staff backtracked and denied any change in the U.S. policy of quote-unquote strategic ambiguity towards the quote inalienable part of China as Taiwan is called in the Russia-China Joint Declaration from February. The U.S. quote, one-China policy, unquote, was called into question by President Biden's declaration, seemingly off the cuff in the press event. In an article at Real Clear Defense, Seth Crosby embraces the president's apparent misspeaking and writes that the U.S. should stop its pretense of being noncommittal and make an explicit guarantee to protect Taiwan's sovereignty. And any false move by Beijing would cause wider Indo-Pacific consequences. The U.S. has always wanted to keep Beijing guessing of any reactions to any much-debated invasion of the island located across the Taiwan Strait from the mainland. On December 15, 1978, President Jimmy Carter recognized the government in mainland China as the sole legitimate government and dropped Taiwan. After the diplomatic break, the Taiwan Relations Act of 1979 defines Washington's relations with Taipei that allows sale of arms to defend itself 
without an explicit U.S. defense commitment. In sum, China, Taiwan, and the U.S. arguably gain nothing with the kinetic military action by Beijing. It is probable China wants to win without a fight. In the words of Sun Tzu, from Chapter 3 of his famous Art of War, quote, The best thing of all is to take the enemy's country whole and intact. To subdue the enemy without fighting is the acme of skill. Remember, you can get all of the links mentioned in today's News Digest at bit.ly slash GID007A. That's your early warning episode today for May 26, 2022. Have you checked out our bi-weekly premium report, Global Intelligence or Plus, complimentary this month? Find out about the lessons Arad learned from the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Visit bit.ly slash GIP Ukraine Iran I-R-A-N to learn more. Be the first to know about new episodes of the Early Warning Podcast to stay ahead of the global news cycle. Subscribe at globalintelligencer.substack.com and follow us on Twitter at GetGlobalIntel. I'm Winter at the Second, the Global Intelligencer.